1: a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education. I'm Darlene Cavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm happy to have you join us today. You know, if you have a friend, or even if it's you, or if you have your sister or your brother, and after you eat or they eat, a bag of chips it explains, well, you know, I'm an emotional eater, and I needed the chips to calm my nerves. Well, stay tuned because we're going to rattle the cage about emotional eating and come up with a more scientific approach to the cure. You know, usually I don't claim nutrition as a cure, but for emotional eating, I'm willing to go out on the limb and throw down the gloves to the various self-help experts such as Janine Roth. She's the author of When Food is Love, to help you realize that emotions start with the brain chemistry. And brain chemistry comes from the foods you're eating. That's a new thought, I think, for a lot of people. And so I'm really pleased to have Kate Crosby today joining us. She is a nutrition educator and a counselor. She sees clients in our Lakeville office. She teaches a lot of our classes. And we're going to talk about emotional eating today, aren't we, Kate? You
2: bet. You our bet.
1: favorite topic <laughs>
2: It is a hot topic. Good morning, Dar. <laughs> morning, listeners. You know, it's so interesting that everybody believes they are an expert in nutrition. Oh, you know? yes. I mean, I've had personal trainers tell me what I should or shouldn't eat. Even massage therapists, they have their own brand of eating advice. Um You know, psychologists, they run their own shtick on us. I had a a (laughs) psychologist, I remember, who used to encourage his patients to eat fructose wafers.
1: Fructose wafers?
2: Fructose wafers to prevent low blood sugar. Now, if I ate those fructose wafers, Dar, (laughs) my blood sugar would be up, and then it would be down, and I would be an emotional mess. Yes. I'd be anxious, depressed.
1: So he had a little bit of the right information about you need to keep your blood sugar balanced.
2: Just took it a little,
1: but didn't know how to do it. No. So you know, Kate, I know I have one to top you.
2: Uh -uh. I.
1: Was picking up groceries one night and the carrier out guy, it was an older gentleman, I can't blame it on a young kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he told me I should be buying egg beaters Ooh. and margarine rather than oh. eggs and butter. And, you know, he said, I'm really an expert in nutrition. You he know? was claiming to be an expert in nutrition. In, in pushing egg beaters and uh, margarine. margarine? Yeah. yeah, thinking, um, I don't know no, what what their rationale, what his rationale was. There's but, a lot of confusion out there,
2: there is a lot. <laughs> I guess it's, uh, you know, is it any wonder when people overeat, they need a simple explanation. Like, you know, I eat in response to my feelings, not because I'm hungry.
1: You know, <laughs> thus the term emotional eating. You know, I even read in one of the books, these one of these self-help books, that 75% of overeating is caused by emotions. Well, oh, they've measured that. Yes. So author Janine Ross said, uh, I love this, women don't want to eat a hot fudge sundae, they want to be a hot fudge sundae. <laughs> what yeah. does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm too old, and or I value nutrition too much to even understand that statement. Yeah. Isn't you know, that a, it,
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. But I think what you're really trying to say, Dar, is that, you know, we really need to be careful who and what we read and what we believe. Because so many of those books are really written to be bestsellers. They're really not looking out for us and helping us get well.
1: That is true. They're written <laughs> to be bestsellers. You know, so people kick around the term comfort food. They eat comfort food whenever they have an emotional problem. Mm-hmm. Comfort food usually is food that's high in processed carbohydrates and sugar. You know, and honestly, it makes most people depressed.
2: Very true. Very so true. think
1: about it. Alcohol, that would be one of those. You know, mm-hmm. maybe after several glasses of wine you might have, mm-hmm. it's a depressant. Mm-hmm. You know, so I challenge all the self-help experts that say pasta, bread, donuts, cereal are comfort foods. Because they are actually foods that lower moods and cause inflammation, so mm. how could they possibly be called comfort foods? <laughs> right. I didn't. I never. Under- a
2: lot of discomfort. <laughs> 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 Very true. You know, we really need to understand that brain chemistry that causes the overeating, that compulsive eating, the addictive eating, in order to understand what so many people call emotional eating. It is necessary to strengthen our brain chemistry to decrease these cravings and compulsive eating. You know, eating really, Dar, it becomes really emotional when our brain chemistry isn't balanced or strengthened.
1: I totally agree. So that's an interesting term that you just used, Kate. Uh, Hmm. Strengthen your brain chemistry. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So how do you go about strengthening your brain chemistry? You know, I bet people have never even thought about that. They it's get a up and muscle. <laughs> well, it is a muscle. The yeah. more you use it, the better the it, it works.
2: <laughs> and the more you fuel it properly, the better it's going to work for you. Exactly. You know, it's it's like our classes, the the class balanced foods for balanced moods. We always say eat protein, eat animal protein several times a day. So what does that mean? Animal protein, like chicken, beef, fish, maybe some lamb or turkey, Even eggs, cottage Mm -hmm. cheese, they're great sources of those amino acids. That's what makes up our brain chemicals called neurotransmitters. You want a lot of those neurotransmitters? Eat your protein several times a day.
1: So, you know, just to give people a little bit of understanding about brain chemistry and to help them understand what neurotransmitters are, Mm-hmm. Um, those are the little chemicals that go between your cells to help them kind of communicate with each other. And and people know about serotonin a lot because there's some of the antidepressants like Prozac and Paxil's and all those that kind of help the serotonin work better, but of course it doesn't make it. Mm-mm. We know that only what you just talked about, protein, the chicken, the fish... All those things are the building blocks that make these brain chemicals. So,
2: even your self-esteem mm-hmm. comes from brain chemicals like dopamine.
1: Yeah, right. You know, <clears throat> so many people, you know, who come to our classes, especially like balanced foods for balanced moods or even for to our weight and wellness classes, mm-hmm. they really don't understand the biochemistry of emotions at all. Mm-hmm. Um it's mm-hmm. really like you say it's really new information even this the idea that we can affect our own self-esteem, which is a shocker for yeah. most people, by eating. you know making better dopamine by eating the right things. Yep. So you know when you lack this basic nutritional knowledge, and the kind of the needs of your brain, you know, and on that's another way to think about this: the needs of your brain. Yeah. What your brain needs for food every day. It's really easy to accept a very mm, limiting, you know, simple self-help explanation about emotional eating and about emotions, period. Yes. Yeah. It's very simplistic, isn't it?
2: It's simplistic, and we need to take a look underneath it all. How yes. did we get here? How did we feed ourselves? It's interesting that, you know, a lack of these sufficient, you know, brain chemicals like serotonin, right. and dopamine, Listen to all the things that they can make you feel like. You might be tired if you don't have enough of them. Yes. Depressed, tense. Well, the anxious, irritable, we all know that one. (laughs) And, you know, you could be angry or self-centered, addicted, fearful, negative, crabby, spaced (laughs) out. All of those are those emotions that experts would say lead to that emotional eating. Or is it simply, Dar? the processed carbs called comfort foods that leads to all these negative behaviors.
1: Now, that's an interesting one to think about, isn't it, Kate? Mm -hmm. Is it those behaviors come first, or is it because we eat the processed carbs? Yep. You know, is it possible to realize that processed carbs lead to out-of-control thoughts, emotions and behaviors, and the very act of emotional eating, you know, that junk food eating leads to anxiety, depression, lack of focus and irritability. Yeah. You really. So maybe the cart is in front of the horse, rather than the horse in front of the cart. Mm-hmm. So if I'm driving, please. <laughs> I want the horse, horse in front. front. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
1: or what I'm really saying is I want to start my day with real protein. You know, maybe a couple of eggs, mm-hmm. or a chicken sausage. Mm -hmm. or a little steak or something Mm -hmm. like that, and real carbs like vegetables. That's Uh, a good way to go. Rather than those processed carbs like cereal and juice.
2: You know, when you fill your day with those processed carbs, cookies, cereal bars, oh, French fries and popcorn, those mochas and sodas and sandwiches, you've got a war going on in your brain. I mean, this is where, like a friend of mine who had a really stressful situation— Had a very stressful conversation, and after the stressful conversation, she turned to a French silk pie, (laughs) passing it off as an emotional eating. You know, Uh when you really fill your day with protein, the meat, the eggs, the the fish, and real carbs, like you said, from vegetables and fruits, and, and of course those good fats, nuts, olives, olive oil, and avocados, then your thoughts, behaviors, and Even her idea of turning to the French silk pie, she wouldn't even notice the stress.
1: Exactly. She would have
2: been balanced.
1: Exactly. So that's our whole point of our conversation this morning. And we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today, I thought we would share some common sense and natural approaches to a variety of health conditions. So let's start with preventing herpes breakouts. We know herpes is a virus, so we need to support the immune system to naturally suppress a virus from taking over. The first step in prevention has to be reduce the amount of sugar and the processed carbs you're eating and make sure that you're eating two to four ounces of protein at least four times a day, maybe five or six times a day. Good quality protein supports a good immune function. When we come back, Kate's going to share some antiviral supplements that have been shown to reduce herpes outbreaks. So if you have questions or comments about emotional leading, give us a call at 651-641-1071.
0: If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low carb or low fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering MyTalk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651 699 3438.
2: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kate Crosby, nutrition educator and counselor. And I'm here with Dar Kavist, licensed nutritionist, and we are discussing emotional eating. You know, before the break, Dar was sharing some nutritional practices to prevent herpes outbreaks. In addition to reducing the sugar and processed carbs, and of course, increasing protein, I think the next most important thing is to make sure you're getting enough sleep.
1: Yes, definitely.
2: Seven and a half hours, even better would be eight to nine hours of sleep because that's going to support your immune system.
1: So if you have frequent herpes outbreaks, consider the amount of nuts that you're eating. Now, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Hmm. Uh, Both almonds and cashews are high in an amino acid called L-arginine, which too much arginine can lead to outbreaks. So if you tend to eat a lot of nuts and you're having a lot of, Outbreaks, maybe you need to cut back. So a long-time favorite to control herpes, and a lot of people know about this, is another amino acid called L-lysine. And so taking lysine on an empty stomach in the morning is very, very effective in a prevention plan. Absolutely. And so sometimes um, eating too many nuts will throw that balance off. And Mm -hmm. by taking the lysine... It'll kind of re, rebalance you. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, another, another important uh, nutrient, one of our favorite vitamins, vitamin D, mm-hmm. it's a powerful natural antiviral. Actually, research from the University of Copenhagen reported in the Journal of Clinical Nutrition found that vitamin D activates the immune system by setting up those T cells to fight off infection. Isn't so that just interesting? Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. When you have sufficient vitamin D, the T cells seek out those viral invaders and they're destroyed, carried out of your body before you get an outbreak. So,
1: so you know, research has found that about 60 percent of the population is deficient in vitamin D. Hmm. So, you know, think about this. This is vitamin D is a sunshine vitamin. And now vitamin D helps a lot of other things. It helps calcium absorption into the bones and teeth. It helps with seasonal affective disorder, you know, that SAD that everybody has, a lot of people have. Yeah. It, and it helps that T cell function to reduce viral types of infection.
2: It's an, a really important nutrient for those of us in Minnesota. It is. For sure. But, you know, another important nutrient for boosting your immune function is zinc. You know, you're going to find it mainly in meat and, and some nuts. And you need to eat it throughout the day, obviously, to boost that immune system especially when you're fighting herpes.
1: So, Kate, okay, let's take a caller. Great. Good morning, Kristen. You, you're you calling us from where? From San Diego. Oh, no way. Good. <laughs> I've set my alarm and everything. Thank you so much for taking my call. You, I mean, you're up. This is 630 at your... Isn't it about 620, 625? And... Yeah, it, it is on a Saturday. <laughs> okay. Well, you... You must have a really important question then.
3: Well, I've been listening to your show. My mother had me uh, hooked on your show since about uh, mid-summer, and I normally just listen to the podcast. I did have a question about protein. Okay. You mentioned a lot about animal protein, and I do eat um, poultry and fish Mm -hmm. and eggs. Um, I stay away from um, pig and beef, but how do beans and legumes and, like, um, nuts and seeds, how did that all play a part in the whole protein?
1: Well, you know, beans and legumes are really more carbohydrate. If you look at it, they, they have about one, for half a cup, they have about one gram of protein, and it's very hard to even access that protein out of the beans. But they have, I believe, if I remember right, about 18 grams of carbohydrates for a half a cup of Beans. So they're basically they're a really good carbohydrate. Okay. So, you okay. know, a perfect food would be like a chili where you're putting in either turkey or we think grass-fed beef is probably even better, but you know, mm-hmm. turkey or chicken would be fine. So, a chili is a perfect food because it's a balance of carbohydrates and lots of fiber in the beans, mm-hmm. you know, and the tomatoes and vegetables and then the meat. So that's going to be great for creating better neurotransmitters and better brain chemistry for you. Okay.
2: Perfect food. Kind of the same deal with the nuts. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're full of a good, some good fats for us. And mm-hmm. they do have a little bit of protein in them. But again, hard for us to access that protein. We really consider those a good source of fat.
1: Yes.
3: Okay, okay. So I have a and question. The same with seeds, then as well. Yes. yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a question for you. How did you get started listening to the show? Your mother? Does she?
3: Yeah, my mom. She took uh, one of the weight and wellness programs um, okay. with you, and I've always been um, very interested in nutrition. And uh, she she said she had so much success, you know, with the whole um, you know protein, fat, carb you know mm. combination that. Uh, it made a lot of sense, and I, you know, I, I followed, a, you know, your radio show, and it made a lot of sense. And I've been following that myself, and I've been feeling great. I've just have been also introducing um, beans and that kind of a thing into it, thinking that that would be the protein since I don't have a lot of the other options for protein. But I guess that does make sense that they are more carb based.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that was you, that was a great question. Thank really you for calling important. us this, and for getting up and listening to it.
3: Oh, well, thank you so much for taking my call, and I really appreciate it. Okay, thank Absolutely. you. Bye now. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.
1: So, I think that uh, that that was a great question. Mm-hmm. Good, it, good call It
3: comes
2: up periodically and needs to be uh, clarified. I think often.
1: So, I think that when we're talking about emotional eating and brain chemistry. Mm -hmm. people often want to know if they even, you know, kind of get into the idea that they actually can control some of this by what they eat. I mean, that's the first step they have to get to. Yeah. (laughs) But Kristen certainly had gotten that idea because she was. Yeah. People do this. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So how do you how can you possibly change your brain chemistry to change your life? Because that's what it really is all about. Yeah. Yeah. So step one. Is to balance your blood sugar, and we talk about this all the time. But here's something interesting that I just learned when I was putting the show together: women who have a higher blood sugars have 25 percent more depression. So well, if you're a person that's running around eating bagels or croissants or mochas or cereal, cereal bars, or, yeah, cereal bars. You know, you have a 25 percent higher risk of having depression. But now this is interesting, too, is that women who take insulin, and that's a lot of, you know, diabetic people, have 45% higher risk of having depression. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it is important to balance your blood sugars. And balancing your blood sugar is a key concept in our weight and wellness series of classes that Christian was just talking about. And they actually start uh, January 24th. There's and some, um, that's... Great yeah, ones. Yep.
2: That's such a great, great series to start with because we cover everything in that series it's, from blood sugar to um, cholesterol to brain health to gut health. Yes. I mean, everything. Even to
1: heart health. Yes. Everything.
2: You've got it all. So, yep, Dar, the first step is really balancing that blood sugar to, to create that emotional balance. But step two is to change your nutrition, to change your brain. You really have to start by putting what it is you put in your mouth. Exactly. you got to eat breakfast with protein and some real carbs like vegetables or fruit. So that could be maybe some eggs and veggies. That's what, you know, a lot of my clients love that. But, you know, it could be cottage cheese and fruit and nuts. Or Mm -hmm. one of my favorites is uh, chicken sausage with sweet potato and cooked spinach.
1: So, Kate, you know, just think about just our caller that we just had who wants to eat some beans.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So can you you think about those in there? You could do chicken sausage with beans and spinach. Yes. It would be a great combination.
1: And I have a lot of people that really love, they love black beans. Yes. So they have their eggs, they have black beans, and they have salsa.
2: Yeah. Maybe a little guacamole on top. Yes. It's nummy.
1: Yes. So... Step three to change mm-hmm. your brain, get your vitamin D level checked. And basically try to maintain a level of at least 40, kind of 40 to 60. And if you need to supplement with a vitamin D3, supplement with vitamin D3. We all do. Um, you know, I usually, in the wintertime, I'm usually taking about 4,000 IUs of vitamin D. Oh, yeah. And in the summer... I usually take a couple of thousand IU's of vitamin D. Mm-hmm. So, you know, vitamin D, and I've heard this from very a lot of clients now, is that when they start taking vitamin D, their cravings went away. Yeah,
2: yeah. interesting. Yes, vitamin D is really miraculous. It it,
1: and their uh, moods come up.
2: Yeah, their moods improve a lot. Which
1: means that probably they have less emotional eating.
2: I would bet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So another step in uh, changing your Your brain chemistry really is step four, which is to change your nutrition to change your emotional eating. You gotta eat those high fat omega three fish that's like that you know wild caught salmon mm-hmm. um or you might take three thousand milligrams of fish oil every day,
1: or you might eat sardines.
2: A lot of people love sardines they do um and that's a wonderful, wonderful f- meal snack.
1: You know, one of the things that one of our nutrition educators said this week, Kate, was that when she needs an inexpensive meal, mm-hmm. she eats sardines. Yeah. And it's a inexpensive, quick yep. meal. Uh, you know, she, of course, combines Mouses it with some ve- it. vegetables and mm-hmm. some olive oil, but she yep. has a quick, inexpensive meal. And so, I would
2: say wild-caught salmon is my go-to food and always have cans of it. On my shelf, just in case, because I know I can always make a meal out of that. Sure. Always add a good fat and some fruit or a vegetable with it.
1: So uh, we're going to take another quick break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We have had, you know, we've had so many of our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes start this week. In fact, we've had 13 of them start this week. And they're in all different locations. So if you miss this week, you can still sign up. We have one additional class starting next week in Maple Grove. The Maple Grove class starts this coming Tuesday night, January 18th, at 530. And we'll meet for 12 weeks. And so it's 530 to 630. And remember, you'll also receive two additional individual one-hour sessions with a nutritionist. And so you can call 651-699-3438 or you can actually go online to sign up. Hmm. And people are experiencing great results and really you can too. And we'll be back in a minute.
2: If you've got questions for us today, give us a call at 651-641-1071. We're talking about emotional eating. A while back, a listener asked and called for some snack ideas that she could feed her daycare children. I want to applaud this woman for uh, insisting on using nutritious snacks and food for her kids. So here are a couple favorites that I've got.
1: Well, actually, you know, Kate, she has actually called into the show for three weeks. And we just hadn't been able to get to her call. So Hmm. I wanted to give her some ideas. And that's why we... You know, we added yep. this to the to the show today.
2: Well, here's a, here's one. Okay, you could have take a couple squares of real cheese, two or three slices of an apple, and three olives, and arrange them on toothpicks. Kids love to eat food that's on a
1: stick. I know it. And when we when you talk about real cheese, oh yeah. Okay,
2: not not. Um, Cheese processed food. (laughs) Yeah, not the Velveeta, but real cheese, a cheddar or something. Or you might try a couple of slices of Applegate deli meat or even Thousand Hills deli meat or any deli meat without nitrates. We really want to avoid those nitrates. Spread some cream cheese on it and roll it up around a pickle. That's another favorite.
1: Or make a salmon salad. And spread it on some like a good cracker, like a kashi cracker or a rice cracker. If if somebody has a gluten sensitivities, I am just amazed at how much kids love the taste of salmon. Yeah. And like you said, just that canned salmon is perfectly fine. Yeah, it's wild. And caught. just mix it with some great mayonnaise, like safflower mayonnaise. That hayne mayonnaise works great. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, simple.
2: It's very simple.
1: Here's another one, and I know Anna does this all the time for her yes. kids. Yeah. She makes a meatloaf using wild rice rather than crackers, because a lot of people have more of a gluten sensitivity. And then they bake it in in little muffin tins.
2: Oh, kids love that.
1: And then just serve it with, like, carrot sticks. Easy. Yeah.
2: Easy. Easy. You could even do cut up uh, cooked chicken breasts, cut them into strips. Yes. Use a little um, ketchup, like Annie's ketchup, for dipping. And then serve it with some sliced pear and sliced avocado.
1: And kids love those things. Yeah,
2: they do. They do.
1: So another thing that I do sometimes for my grandchildren is to make mini meatballs.
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Put them on a toothpick and serve them with a broccoli tree.
2: Well, oh, they think that's fun.
1: Yes. So I hope those are some ideas that uh, you can use in your daycare. And so we're going to take a few callers this morning. Uh, good morning, Beth. You have a question for us. Welcome you know, to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I am calling um, kind of in regards for my mom. She's been told she has too high of calcium in her blood, and she's done a lot of doctoring around it, mm-hmm. and now they're saying she's getting too much vitamin D. Do you do you know anything about that? Can you give me any information on that?
1: Well, usually, um, usually the calcium does not get absorbed very well when people are low on vitamin D. So all I can say is I, what I would suggest is, and then what type of calcium is, is she taking a supplement of calcium? You know what, Dar- I don't know. Okay. She's, well, if 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 it's calcium carbonate, that can kind of build up in in the body. So carbonate. check okay. to make sure that she's not taking calcium carbonate. Okay. And then I would just make sure that she gets her vitamin D level checked and keep it around that, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, somewhere in that range. And that should be appropriate. You know, maybe there's something else that's going on with her health now. Um, but She's had a lot of tests done. So. Okay. But, make you know, check on the type of calcium that she's taking in. Okay. And, um, you know, very, it's not common to have too much vitamin D, but it's possible. So that's why we keep recommending that people go in and have their vitamin D levels checked. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you for the call. So let's um, take... um... Good morning, Bill. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition.
4: Hi. Good morning. Good morning. I I have a question. I have a 15-year-old daughter Mm -hmm. who about six years ago declared she was a vegetarian, and so she hasn't had any uh, any meat of any kind or any... uh, fish or poultry for for that long. Um, She's very active, and I'm concerned about the amount of protein that she gets in her diet. She she does consume a lot of dairy, particularly milk, and I'm um, curious to know what your feeling is on that as a source of protein and what some good options for vegetarians would be.
1: Okay, sure. Well, I think a couple of things that... If you added some whey protein powder to some of those dairy servings, you know, maybe take a yogurt and, and a little milk and put in the blender with a little bit of fruit and maybe even some avocado or something or some peanut butter and then add some, a scoop of whey protein powder, really good quality whey protein powder. That would build up. That would give her probably 25 to 30 grams of protein per serving, and that's kind of what we're looking at per serving, uh, 25 to 30 grams of protein. So that's one way. You know, also I think that, um, you know, always any time that uh, that somebody that's a vegetarian that's, is eating, always include maybe some cottage cheese, and at every meal some cheese, some yogurt, I mean, you have to just keep working on this at every meal and every time they eat to get enough in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know. Ideally, I think she would probably benefit from real meat, meat protein, protein, but sometimes you just have to work with teenagers like this. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all right. you, know, that's well, all you can she's,
2: do. If she's really active or an athlete, yes, you know, um, she'll probably get much greater uh, energy and response from eating animal protein.
1: Right. And, in and, addition. And you know sometimes you can kind of slide, um you know if she's willing. So you, mm-hmm. you know you got they've got to be willing to do this. But sometimes if you do like ground chicken or ground turkey like in a chicken wild rice soup, that's something that they will eat. I don't know, you just have to work with, uh, with what, she's w- what she's willing yeah. to do.
4: Right. And then I have one additional question that I've always wanted to ask. Uh, there's I know um she, she consumes a lot of the Nutella, and I have a lot of friends who've, you know, on Facebook have talked about that. Is there any nutritional value to Nutella?
1: Kate, you're on on this one. <laughs> oh, Do <dear>. you know? <laughs> Did you see my face? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not much. Uh, it's got a lot of sugar in it. Um, you know, it tastes good. That's why kids like it, I think. Okay. Um, good, right? Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, event. Bill.
1: <laughs> oh good questions all right let's uh let's take another caller here mm-hmm Good morning denise. You have a question for us today
3: yes i do um okay. good morning i uh you were talking earlier about the importance of eating fish, mm-hmm. and I love fish, but I've developed a fish allergy okay um in the past uh, couple of years where it makes me incredibly nauseous
1: okay mm.
3: and and i just wondering if there's something I can do about it because I want to eat fish, but it just it makes me so nauseous. Okay, I just yes, with the, the
1: you, you the don't have it. any other kind of your skin doesn't break out and your throat no, doesn't close up or no. anything like that. Okay, no. here's a possibility for you is to take a digestive enzyme that has some hydrochloric acid in it. We have a one at our office that's called OrthoDigest, and it has just about 200 milligrams of hydrochloric acid. It sounds to me like you're just a little bit low on hydrochloric acid, and, um, and, and you need that, especially if you're trying to eat salmon or especially any of the more high-fat fish. You need that hydrochloric acid to break it down.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. And should I take that every day or just when I'm going to eat the fish? No,
1: every day and take it with, with- each meal, one okay. with each meal, and that will build that level up. And, you know, if you're going to eat salmon, maybe you take a couple on that with that meal.
3: Okay. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> well, give it a try.
1: At least you're not having, you know, you're not having rashes or any of those things. So I think it's no. correctable.
3: Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you so much.
1: Okay. <laughs> Very you. good questions this morning. They're great. So, um, you know, we, um, I don't, I'm not even sure where we ended up.
2: Let's see. Um, we, we were talking about various steps to changing your... Nutrition to change your brain.
1: Okay. So we, in fact, let's let's finish that discussion before mm-hmm. we take another break. We were talking about, I think you were talking about taking either eating fish yep. or taking an omega-3 fish oil. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, I think that um, people probably hear us and realize that taking omega-3, Omega three fish oil is probably one of the most beneficial, and probably something that everybody, everybody recommends now. Needs it. Yeah, and so often people need to take two to three every day, and they're usually a thousand milligrams. Mm-hmm. And so you t- need to take two to th- two to three thousand milligrams. And it's interesting because our brain is basically made up of fat. You're right. And a high percentage of that fat in our brain is omega threes. Yep. And that's why that's going to help with emotional Just eating.
2: Emotional eating issues.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Kate, let's take a quick break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you have cholesterol problems, aches and pains, low energy, insulin resistance, diabetes, extra weight, please check out our Weight and Wellness series. Learn how to get your body well and how to keep it healthy. Real nutrition for real results. You know, give our office a call at 651-699-3438 or visit the website weightandwellness.com and you can get all the details and sign up. Uh, We'll be back in a minute.
2: I just want to talk a little bit about what's going on at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, classes that we're having, uh, radio shows that are coming up. I'll be teaching a weight and wellness series in Lakeville, but there are many other convenient locations. We've got some in Oakville, Oakdale, Edina, Ham Lake, North Oaks, even Stillwater. Check it out.
1: So it's a lot of new locations for people. Yeah. We're trying to get closer to everyone's home. So Good it's idea. easier, especially in this winter weather.
2: Yeah. Drive, drive, drive. In yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we really believe the the phrase, change your nutrition to change your life, and those classes really teach you how. Um, coming up next Saturday, Cara and Cassie and special guest Nell Calls are going to talk about changing your nutrition to change your life. Nell really is an example of this. She's recently changed her life by losing 87 pounds. That's
1: a lot of weight.
2: Ooh.
1: You know, looking at uh, her before picture and her now oh, person, yeah? yeah, you would you not would even know. recognize her. No, oh, unbelievable change.
2: Yep, she has a lot to share with with us too. What are you doing in uh, this week?
1: Mark? Well, I'm not going to be on the show next week because okay. I'm going to be presenting foods for great he- energy at the Robbinsdale Community Education event. And that's at the Winnetka Learning Center. And I'm mm-hmm. going to be there uh, speaking from 12 to 1. And that's next Saturday. And actually, it's open to the public. So I think oh. it's just fine to come join me. I'm just hoping that we have enough handouts. So we're going to bring a few <laughs> extra, kind of plan on more people coming. So that's mm-hmm. what we're doing. Great. So, you know, Kate, good we, just, uh, we just came off of some three... Major holidays didn't we? we oh, had yeah. Thanksgiving, then we had Christmas oh, and then we had new yeah. year's and um and you know we always kind of have to ask ourselves this question is why do we have to poison ourselves to celebrate
2: oh, good way to put it
1: you know, so it's generally we kind of poison ourselves with extra alcohol, mm-hmm. you know the fudge. Oh, yeah. I have heard that word so many times this past <laughs> week. The fudge. Yep. The Christmas cookies. And then the stress.
2: Oh, people under a lot of stress at that time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Expectations are high.
1: Chocolates. Oh yeah. So kind of as you're listening today, what was your favorite poison? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's kind of nice to be off of it, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So, you know, we as a population, we eat, the on average, every person, this is shocking, mm-hmm. 150 pounds of sugar a year. Oh, no. 150 pounds of sugar a year. No. So just think about that. You take five-pound bags. Yeah. And you stack those up, and that's 30. <laughs> you could build a fort.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's how much so, I eat in a year? Uh-huh. Yeah. The average
1: person does? The average person eats 30 of those five-pound bags of sugar. So you can see why we have emotional eating, and you can see why we have more depression and more anxiety and more diabetes and more and more and more mm -hmm. cancer and all these things.
2: Sugar kind of depletes that serotonin and some of those brain chemicals.
1: I know. know. Isn't it interesting?
2: You get a little shot of it. You know, when you eat a little sugar, you get a little hit of serotonin. But most of us don't have much reserve there. Yes. And then we're depleted. And then we feel depressed or anxious or angry.
1: Actually, there's some biochemistry behind that, Kate, because mm-hmm. when we eat a little bit of processed carbohydrates, or a little bit of sugar, our blood sugar goes up. Mm-hmm. And at the instant that insulin comes into our blood sh- bloodstream to bring it back down, our brain releases a little bit of serotonin. Mm-hmm. So we get that. So that's why alcohol that brings your blood sugar up really quickly or why candy or cookies, juice, juice or, yeah. is very addicting for mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. because you get that little spark of serotonin. Yep. But if you're eating, you know, like we keep talking about eating eggs or some type of protein for breakfast every day. When you're eating that every day and you're eating a little bit of carbohydrate, like some spinach and some sweet potato and a little bit of butter, you automatically make more serotonin and it is released continually, isn't it?
2: Total, total different experience if you haven't tried it.
1: And it's a piece, like, you know, we talked about the brain being at peace. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how your brain is when you're eating that way. Your brain is at peace.
2: It really is. It is. And, you know, most of us eat from our cravings, I would say.
1: I w- yes, I would say that that probably happens to a lot of people.
2: Uh, and usually that's a sign of unbalanced brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. So to get back to that balance again, we need to eat that protein, that fish cottage cheese in the morning with our berries and nuts to create more of that serotonin, dopamine, whatever the brain chemistry is that you're trying to boost here. Um, And it's at those times that we're the most unbalanced, we need to really choose our foods rationally.
1: You know, I think, Kate, as we were talking just before the show, it's kind of interesting, even as much as we know about nutrition and how we practice this day after day after day after day, you still go through three holidays one after another, and you know that you're, you don't eat as perfectly as you do the rest mm-hmm. of the year. You just don't. No. It's human nature. Yep. And you you if you're in tune to your own brain chemistry, you can feel the difference.
2: I feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And then it's so rewarding, and so you, it actually makes you happy to get rebalanced because you don't have any of those thoughts about, oh, I don't know. I mean, your thought pattern is more balanced. it's it,
2: it, it, You're satisfied. Yes. It's done. You don't have to think about it. But, yeah, it, it's kind of a relief to eat in balance. It is. Um, there's the, the chatter that goes away, the compulsions, the the desires, those cravings. And, you know, that's that's what... I think so much of January is about for people is rebalancing themselves.
1: Right. And it's, you know, it's interesting because I think a lot of people, one of the other things that they do sometimes is to, well, they come off of sugar Mm. and they've been used to putting, like, here's an example. They're used to putting sugar in their coffee in the morning. Yep. So they say, well, I can't eat sugar. But then they start putting in NutraSweet or Mm -hmm. Aspartame into their coffee. And they actually are making it worse. Yeah, not good. Not good because, again, that influences the brain chemistry Mm -hmm. and in a negative way. Yep, yep. So it robs your body of energy and focus and direction. Mm -hmm. So so you have to go go back to that balanced eating. You have to go back to that balanced eating. And now we're not saying that coffee is that bad, but just put some cream in it.
2: Makes such a difference for people.
1: Yes. Such a difference. So so it's keeping that ongoing balance in your brain. And, you know, I think if people would just take maybe um, this week, Mm -hmm. just this next week and say, I'm going to eat five times a day Mm -hmm. and I'm going to eat in balance. I'm going to eat some protein and I'm going to eat some vegetable carbohydrates and I'm going to eat some healthy fat like avocado or olive oil or butter or whatever your choice is and do that 5 times and then next week report in report in
2: how's that brain chemistry uh-huh
1: <laughs> and then how i mean how did you react to stress yeah you know i you know i was driving home from having a nice massage last night oh no nice. but the roads were stressful a mess. yes yes but you know it was peaceful mm-hmm. because my nutrition had been peaceful during the day and i was peaceful and i thought well you know there's no use going real fast because so i get home one or two minutes earlier <laughs> i'm just going to, i actually get home this way
2: yeah exactly <laughs> it's a guarantee
1: so it's the way your brain starts to think
2: mhm 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 very and, different when it's balanced it is mhm mhm
1: so that's our message today is to change your nutrition to change your brain chemistry
2: thanks for listening
1: let the morning time drop all his petten,